0: President Biden at the U.N. Will we affirm and uphold the human dignity and human rights under which nations in common cause more than seven decades ago formed this institution? Haitians in Del Rio, Texas.
1: My wife, she's pregnant. She's sleeping on the floor without a bed.
2: Female soccer players escape the Taliban. They're
1: extremely thankful. They don't know what to say. Again, they don't even, can't even fathom that they're out of Afghanistan. They're still in a state of shock and, and can't believe it.
2: This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, September 22nd. I'm Rich Thomason. We asked, and you responded. Just a few weeks ago, one of America's leading nonprofit law firms, First Liberty Institute, asked patriots like you to sign their letter to help stop President Biden's radical scheme to pack the U.S. Supreme Court. Since then, a quarter of a million people have signed on, with tens of thousands joining their coalition every day. Franklin Graham, former U.S. Attorney General Ed Meese, Dr. James Dobson, the Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation— they're all on board, but we only have until September 29th to include your name before this goes to the Biden Commission. Look, if we don't stop the radical left from installing four more justices so they can rig the system in their favor, it will end the rule of law as we know it in America. Please sign your name now. Go to supremecoup.com that's C-O-U-P dot com, to sign First Liberty's letter. That's SupremeCoup.com. And God bless America. Following a chaotic U.S. exit from Afghanistan, a new security pact with Australia and the U.K. has angered France, one of America's longest standing allies. President Biden tells the U.N. that the U.S. intends to work with partners and allies to help lead the world toward a more prosperous
0: future for all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the clear and urgent choice that we face here at the dawning of what must be a decisive decade for our world a decade that will quite literally
2: determine our futures daybreak insiders greg clugston says the biden agenda has familiar obama era overtones
0: the president told the u.n general assembly that the u.s is focused on diplomacy not conflict u.s military power must be our tool of last resort. In a sharp reversal from the Trump administration, President Biden is seeking a return to the Iran nuclear deal. We're prepared to return to full compliance if Iran does the same. He also said the U.S. is seeking the complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula.
2: Heritage Foundation fellow Brett Schaefer gives the president low marks for the speech. He tells the Salem Radio Network it was chock full of bumper stickers slogans. It was a D, D minus. There was very little of substance here. Uh, In fact, I would sort of describe it as a a word salad of, uh,
0: of various international catchphrases.
2: Schaefer finds it strange the president glossed over a major crisis that occurred. Just last month. He didn't mention Afghanistan uh, except in sort of an abstract way, saying that there
0: was a humanitarian situation there that he was going to help address, uh, completely ignoring the fact that his decision making was instrumental in creating that humanitarian crisis.
2: And Schaefer is troubled to hear Mr. Biden talk about fighting terrorism given the Afghanistan catastrophe. He gave uh, Afghanistan
0: back as a base for terrorist groups to congregate to headquarter and likely cause, um, uh, launch further attacks against the United States and our
2: allies around the world. Yahoo! Reports Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas tells Congress that only 3% or approximately 1,800 of the 60,000 Afghan refugees are SIV holders, 7% U.S. citizens, 6% lawful permanent residents. Byron York on Twitter asking, who did we leave behind and who did we bring out? York laments the lack of answers to those questions. Not only is President Biden's microphone being cut off when he goes off script while talking to the press, now reporters are being shouted down by White House aides when they try to ask the president questions. It happened yesterday during an Oval Office sit-down with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson it sounded like this
1: uh, it interrupts or uh, unbalances the the belfast good friday uh, Accords. that's the uh, belfast good friday agreement that's that's the oh, that- i let's go i have no idea I hope the microphone got it
2: Prime Minister Johnson took several questions, but when Biden was asked questions, White House aides started screaming and then hustled reporters out of the Oval Office. CBS News' Ed O'Keefe writing on Twitter that he asked the president about the situation on the southern border. But because of all of the shouting by the White House staff, the noise of everyone leaving, the president wearing a mask, O'Keefe could not make out Mr. Biden's answer. Several other reporters aired their grievances, calling out the White House over its muzzling of the press. An editor with the Daily Mirror, speaking for the British press in the room, added they thought the shouting was totally out of order, terming it an unwelcome lack of accountability. Republican Congressman Jim Risch of Idaho recently asked Secretary of State Blinken if he knows who cuts off the president's mic. During Mr. Biden's unscripted remarks.
1: Look, we've all seen this. We saw it as as recently as yesterday. Somebody in the White House has authority to press the button and stop the president, cut off the president's uh, speaking ability and sound. Who is that person?
0: I think anyone who knows the president, uh, including members of this uh, committee, knows that uh, he speaks very clearly and very uh, deliberately uh, for himself. Uh, no one else does.
1: Are you saying that there is no one in the White House that can cut him off? Because yesterday that happened, and it's happened a number of times before that. It's been widely reported that somebody has the ability to push the button and, and cut off his sound and stop him from speaking. Who is that person? <laughs>
2: there, is, there is no such person. Again, uh, the President uh,
0: speaks for himself, uh, makes all of the strategic decisions. Uh, informed by the best advice that he can get from the, uh, the people around him.
1: So are you unaware that this is actually happening? Because uh, it happened yesterday at the uh, interagency fire center. Uh, it was widely reported. The media's reported on it. And it's not the first time it's happened. It's happened several times. Are you telling this, are you telling this committee that this does not happen? That there's no one in the White House who pushes the button and, <laughs> and cuts him off in mid-sentence?
2: That's correct. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett says Democrat-controlled House has voted to suspend the government's debt limit, clearing the way for even more borrowing. The
3: bill passed on a party-line vote of 220 to 211. It now heads to the Senate, where at least 10 Republicans would need to join with all the Democrats for passage. Nearly every Republican senator has said that they will oppose a debt limit suspension, arguing that Democrats should instead act on their own through the budget reconciliation process that can circumvent a filibuster and is being used for a $3.5 trillion social spending package. Democrats are nonetheless attaching the debt limit suspension through December 16th of 2022, a must-pass bill to avoid a government shutdown on October 1st in an attempt to pressure Republicans to drop their threats. House Speaker
2: Pelosi says Congress is obligated to make sure the United States does not default on its debt, even if it means more red ink.
1: Addressing the debt limit is about protecting the full faith and credit of the United States, which founders wrote into the Constitution in the 14th Amendment, Section 4 states, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law shall not be questioned.
2: Pelosi insisting that blowing through the debt ceiling will not encourage government overspending.
1: This is not about future spending. That some would like to give the impression, well, we're just doing this. No, this is about paying bills already incurred including to Social Security recipients, again, veterans and millions who have benefited from the bipartisan COVID relief legislation passed last December.
2: But Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell takes issue with Pelosi's assessment.
0: The reckless taxing and spending spree that Washington Democrats are assembling behind closed doors would put more debt, more borrowing and more inflation on the shoulders of American families.
2: The White House, through Press Secretary Jen Psaki, argues the debt ceiling was raised with bipartisan support more than once during the Trump years.
3: Each time there was strong support from both Democrats and Republicans, even after uh, the Republicans passed the $2 trillion tax cuts that were not paid for.
2: Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett says Senate Minority Leader McConnell worked privately behind the scenes to sway the vote,
3: urging GOP senators to vote no on Raising the Debt Limit. McConnell's private ask underscores how personally invested he is in the standoff against Democrats over the debt ceiling and comes as he's warned publicly that Republicans won't provide the votes needed to raise or suspend it. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana said McConnell has in recent weeks privately asked Republicans to vote against increasing the debt ceiling, characterizing the pitch to GOP senators as, quote, I want you to vote this particular way. McConnell's decision to lean on GOP senators comes as Congress is set to need to raise the ceiling next month to avoid default. Politico reports Democrat Senators Joe
2: Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona remain a threat. President Biden's proposed $3.5 trillion spending plan. Other issues challenging the Democrat agenda. The Senate parliamentarian has nixed the party's long-running drive to enact immigration reform. House members may tank the prescription drug overhaul the party has advocated for years, and there is a fight brewing over Senator Bernie Sanders' drive to expand Medicare. <music> members of the Afghan girls' national soccer team and their families have been granted asylum by Portugal, arriving in that country after weeks on the run
0: from the Taliban, which has banned women's sports. Yay! A charter flight carried the girls ages 14 to 16 and their families.
1: They don't even, can't even fathom that they're out of Afghanistan. They're still in a state of shock.
0: Farhunda Mutaj, the captain of Afghanistan's women's national team, worked to help arrange their rescue from her home in Canada. The mission is called Operation Soccer Balls and was coordinated with the Taliban. Nick McKinley with Deliver Fund is hoping this is just the start. look at potentially
1: trying to get uh, more uh, women and girls out of the country. Mutaj
0: told the AP it's a bittersweet time.
1: Yes, they are in a safe place now, but Afghanistan will forever be in their hearts. Afghanistan will always be of their main concern.
0: The girls say they want to continue playing soccer, something they were told not to do while in hiding in Afghanistan. I'm Ed Donahue. Homeland Security
2: Secretary Mayorkas voicing outrage over video of Border Patrol agents on horseback Those agents, expert horsemen, were seen spinning their horses' reins in a bid to keep Haitian migrants from getting too close to the 900-pound animals, possibly getting hurt or worse.
1: I was horrified to see the images, and we look forward to learning the facts that are adduced from the investigation, and we will take actions that those facts compel. We do not tolerate any mistreatment or abuse of a migrant period.
2: The Washington Examiner says many media outlets misidentified the reins, wrongly claiming that the Haitians were being whipped. The Examiner also reports that several Haitian migrants hijacked a deportation bus taking control of the vehicle before escaping. The New York Post says the escapees were later captured. Challenging Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley at a congressional hearing the
0: other day. Here's the problem. Every time before you come before this committee, you always say it's going to get better. Our plan is going to work at some future point. And you also used to say it's really not as bad as it looks. And then every time you leave, it gets worse and worse. This is a humanitarian crisis in Del Rio. You can spin it whichever way that you want.
2: Fox News says the Biden administration has cleared the way for tens of thousands of Haitian migrants to be released in Chicago and Denver, Minneapolis and New York, among other cities. The House Armed Services Committee has passed the National Defense Authorization Act. The top Republican member on the House Armed Services Committee, Congressman Mike Rogers, says the measure will provide the military with the tools and training it needs to deal with modern-day threats. Unfortunately, threats from near-peer adversaries like China and Russia are not the only ones we face. Terrorists continue their plots to destroy our way of life, and we must continue to take the fight to them anywhere and anytime they threaten us. With strong investments in new capabilities and readiness, this bill enables our warfighters to do just that. Congresswoman Jackie Spire says lawmakers have addressed many of the issues facing women in the military.
1: Expanding financial assistance to in-home child care, improving the legal representation for exceptional family members, and demanding an independent review of suicides. Following the horrifying murder of specialist Vanessa Gian and a groundswell of activism from survivors of military sexual trauma, H.R. 4350 also boldly confronts sexual assault and harassment.
2: Congressman Trent Kelly says the measure has provisions to demand answers from the White House about the withdrawal of U.S. forces and personnel from Afghanistan.
3: America deserves answers to why the withdrawal was so unorganized in planning and execution run by the Commander-in-Chief and the State Department. The lack of planning leading up to the withdrawal and the continued inability to maintain control on the ground by this administration is staggering.
2: The New York Post says a group of far-left lawmakers, including New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Minnesota's Ilhan Omar and Michigan's Rashida Tlaib, members of what the media calls the Squad, forced House Democratic leadership to cut $1 billion for Israel's Iron Dome from a short-term government funding bill. Moderate House Democrats slammed their progressive colleagues for their anti-Israel stance, arguing that the Iron Dome is not an offensive weapon, but rather a defense mechanism meant to shield civilians from rocket attacks by Islamist militant groups. The Wall Street Journal defending the system said Hamas rockets are meant to kill Israeli civilians, but Iron Dome also saves Palestinian lives. When the rocket attacks are futile and Israel's casualties are prevented, there's less domestic pressure on Israel's political leaders to escalate their military response. The Journal argues Iron Dome was one big reason the Hamas rocket offensive in the spring did not provoke a costly Israeli ground invasion. The system's deployment and improvement with U.S. funding also helps develop technology that can be used to defend Americans. And finally, this morning, a county coroner has confirmed that human remains found in remote northern Wyoming along the border of Grand Teton National Park are those of Gabby Petito, The 22-year-old disappeared while on a cross-country road trip with boyfriend Brian Laundrie, now being sought by authorities in Florida. The FBI confirmed Tito was a homicide victim. Officials did not disclose the cause of death pending final autopsy results. Northport Police Department Commander Joe Passell says they're searching a swampy preserve near the home of the boyfriend on foot with the help of drone technology.
0: Train's very difficult. Um, essentially, 75% of it's underwater, um, and other areas uh, that are dry, we're trying to clear. So our, we're expecting to, uh, to get wet by the end of the day and check the entire area for Brian Landry.
2: Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Join us again tomorrow. I'm Rich
0: Thomason.